Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond, oh yeah, Bitcoin show. Today is May the 30th, 2020, and we have a lot to talk about. Strong hand, unconfiscatable, Bitcoin is next, Bitcoin. Do not accept the new normal. Fitting in is overrated. Personal responsibility is new counterculture. Those are helicopters going over this building. Golden age, relentless. All right, dudes. Uh, hello, my lead friends. How you doing tonight? Lots of uh, wildness going on here in Los Angeles. We're going to get to that in a second. First of all, stop watching the show and go watch This Week in Bitcoin. It was great with Boris and, and Benny, BTC Benny, BTC Sessions. DisruptMeister.com, you can watch it at. Uh, TechBalt.com, follow me on Twitter at TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. You get a new show here every single day. Even when there's a riot going on 14 blocks away. Yes, 14 blocks away. I'm off of La Brea, as I've said many times. The riot is going on off of Fairfax. I often run by there. And we're gonna, I mean, we're gonna get into what is what's going on. I, I link to below uh, some local TV broadcast. You can see the burning, the looting, every everything that is going on. Um, I, I think obviously it's died down a little bit by now. It's um, almost midnight. Uh, you can smell it. You can smell the burning, the fires. And it is, it's definitely uh, surreal. It's a surreal situation. I, there's a first time for everything. This is my first time doing a show um, as a riot goes on in the city that I'm in, like 14, 14 blocks away. Um, and I mean, you can, you know, map it out yourself. I'm not going to give you my exact lo location, but let's go to Poinsettia Park in Los Angeles and map out how far away that is from, you know, Fairfax, CBS, where the price is right is, that's where the riot is, is going on, part of it. So uh, the people that, that are rioting and looting and burning, they don't live in the Fairfax neighborhood, okay? Let me tell you, they're opportunists. Um, they're, envy of, they're envious of successful people. Fairfax, uh, is a, it's, it's a well-to-do neighborhood, a Jewish neighborhood. It's right there at CBS Studios, uh, where the price is right is, is you can see the people getting in line to get on the prices right during normal days. They get on right outside the studio. It's a, it's, there's a uh, place, a, a fancy shopping area called the Grove there that has been looted. Uh, and so for some reason, the Black Lives Matter people decided they were going to have a march starting there at the 7600 block of Beverly, and that's right where CBS Studios is. And they were going to march west to Beverly Hills. So it was obvious what they were trying to do. You know, we're going to bring it to the rich people. We're going to show them what, what's up. And, you know, you can have a peaceful protest. I, I'm not opposed to that. If they were just going to keep it in the streets and, and, and go down Santa Monica, go down Beverly Boulevard, go down uh, Melrose, whatever, to, to, uh, to Beverly Hills, great. You made your point, okay? Um, but you got to understand the people in Fairfax or the people in Beverly Hills or here off of La Brea, they didn't do anything in Minnesota, have nothing to do with what went on in Minnesota. So if you start stealing from them, I, I don't really get what the point is. You're an opportunist. And it was the, the people, they came up here to protest and then they came up here to do bad. They, they stuck around. You don't have a right to Maybe there's some brand name places there. But on Fairfax, the 500 block, I mean, they there are kosher delis and stuff there. And, and, and small mom. The connection went bad. The connection went bad. Hang on. All right. The connection, the connection just went bad. I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry about that. Um, man, I, I, where did, where did it get cut off? Well, I was saying that at the Grove, the Grove is a, a fancy shopping place at Fairfax, at Fairfax and Third, and their brand name stores there. Okay, so people feel, oh, I, I'm just, I'm just stealing from the rich. I'm stealing from the brand names. They have insurance, et cetera, et cetera. But some of these places that are being burnt and looted are kosher deli places, 
that, that are on the 500 block of Fairfax, map it out, go to Google, see what's on the 500 block of Fairfax, which is burning, which I can smell burning right now. Here I am 14 blocks away. Uh, I'm on an 800 block of a street. So it's, it's parallel, but well, yeah, <laughs> this I'm on the North South street, the 800 block that's on the 500 block where the looting is going on. Uh, now, west of here, west, it's west toward, toward Beverly Hills. Uh, guys, uh, let, okay, you're right now, good. The, the, people, the people can hear me. So, uh, unfortunately, we have bad internet. So, this is my last day in LA, too. In less than 24 hours, I'm going to be on a plane ride. Well, no, in less than 24 hours, I'm going to be back in Baltimore by this point. All right? So, when I went out earlier today, uh, the, the, obviously, the, 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 the marches started during daylight, and they immediately, because there were problems last night in downtown LA, uh, the, the mayor issued a curfew for 8 a.m. So I decided at, set, at 8 p.m., excuse me. So I decided at 7 p.m. I was going to walk outside and see what these protests were all about. Now, I wasn't going to walk the 14 blocks over to, to see the wildness, but I see these cars are still going west. People are driving to, to attend this thing like it's an event. I hadn't seen the streets this crowded for a while. You saw some people walking back. They seemed drunk. The Wells Fargo that's right near me was boarded up because they were prepared. They were prepared for all this nonsense uh, that, that's that's going on. Uh, so it's, it's a surreal situation. And you could smell the burning already in the daylight hours. It's, things have been, cars have been lit, lit on fire already. And it's, it, it's definitely surreal because all these, I keep seeing it. I, I go to Twitter. I can, I link to a, a YouTube that that's like covering the the issues, uh, the, the 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 rioting and the whatever you want to call it, disturbances that are going on. And this, these are places I run by all the time. I mean, this is familiar to me. It's it's very strange, but uh, I mean, the the mom and pop owners of stores that are being burnt and, and looted it had nothing to do with what's going on in Minnesota. No one has a right to steal from these people. It's it's unbelievable. Uh, it's 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 shocking, and I mean there were eight when not during the daylight hours at seven p.m. You could see eight helicopter eight cop helicopters circling Beverly Hills. So I mean they're they're ready. They were ready for this. It, it's no surprise yet. It's not being uh, it's not being stopped. Uh, the in terms of the. Uh, the fire, the fire, uh, the fires aren't being put out. I mean, I don't know if there's not enough uh, fire uh, houses. Also, I, I think the cops are hesitant to stop what's going on because they don't want to get in trouble. I mean, cops are being scrutinized now, so some of them don't want to do their. They don't want to go out there. They don't want to deal with the people anymore. I mean, you you can kind of understand uh, their their frustration uh, or lack of willingness to to work. Now, let me let me. Get, I hope this is uh, still live. I hope this is getting getting through. It's unfortunate it, it conked out on me. I wonder what got uh, uh, what got cut off. But anyway, so I picked a I picked a wonderful time to leave Los Angeles. It's uh, hopefully the, the the bus that I'm supposed to take to downtown LA to take the shuttle to the airport. I hope it's running tomorrow. Uh, I got a three fifty five p.m. flight on Sunday to Baltimore. Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, uh, what else? There were a lot of belligerent people walking around. And so I linked to below a synagogue that was vandalized uh, right near where the rioting is going on. And there's vandalization about Israel on it. Again, what, what does this have to do with <laughs> why vandalize a synagogue uh, and, and leave graffiti about Israel on the synagogue? You, you can look, it's linked to below. It's linked to below that, that these peaceful protesters, that's what they, they felt the need to do that, you know, make some commentary on the Jewish synagogue. And they, they picked the Jewish neighborhood to start in today on Shabbat, on Shavuot. It's a Jewish holiday. They, I mean, they don't know. They don't know. Um, but the, the people here have, what do they get? The, the religious Jewish, this is a religious Jewish neighborhood uh, from, from here where I am on La Brea all the way over to Fairfax. So, I, you know, so, some people would, but certain minorities, if they're going to have a protest in a the neighborhood, they're, oh, they're disrespecting that minority because it's a it's a holy day for them. It, it today is a holy day. I'm not making excuses or anything like that. I don't hear the media saying why did they start a riot on Shavuot, one of the holiest days of the Jewish year, in a Jewish neighborhood. Why why did they feel that Black Lives Matter need to start a a, a riot, a, a protest here on, on of all days? But I mean, 
they vandalize the synagogue. I guess uh, the tar that's the target. Maybe maybe this uh, maybe this protest really didn't really have to do what's going on in Minnesota. It's just people are infantile now. People, uh, you know, they don't want to solve their own problems. They want to blame somebody else for their own issues, for being poor, for being uh, for, for for whatever the situation they, they interpret the situation to be. Um, Someone says, "Stay safe in these crazy times." No, I am safe. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not walking over there right now. I didn't. Um, I plan. Luckily, I planned everything. I had a, a, that. I'm, I'm going to run tomorrow morning. I got to get in, in one more run early in the morning. So I guess I'll see some of the damage that, that went on. But no, it's uh, it's not, not a problem. I mean, <laughs> I'm in a residential part. I mean, no one's. I don't want to jinx anything, but no one's attacking uh, resident residential houses. I mean, I know they're. Early, at 7 p.m. today, I mean, they were driving through here and people were honking horns on Melrose and just they were so happy to go to this event. I mean, people haven't had an event for a while. <laughs> I, that, that's part of the thing. And, and we're going to we're going to get into that um, aspect of this. So, you know, there's there's no I, I don't believe in some grand uh, conspiracy that's lighting, you know, saying, OK, you guys are going to do this in L.A. You guys are going to do this in Philadelphia. You guys are going to do this in D.C. It, it's some I mean. There are people, society is becoming infantile. People like to scream, which is riding, and get attention and beg for others to solve their problems and throw an envious fit and uh, act like a baby. And they take no personal responsibility. They demand that the government fix everything. They blame the government for everything. So they're just being CUCKs to the government. I mean, they're saying, oh, government, you didn't, you didn't, you allowed this to happen. Oh, government, why, why am I, why are these people richer than me? Oh, I'm going to throw a fit and I, I want attention because it's all about getting attention too and finding finding meaning through joining these mass movements. So there's lots of different – in every city, everyone's exposed to social media. So they're all jumping on the bandwagon all at once. There was one triggering event in, in Minnesota. And I mean I'm, I'm sure there's – some people are you – know, there's organizers. This is their grand dream of a, a communist revolution. Uh, but I, I wouldn't look for – a I wouldn't look worry about grand conspiracies. I, I would just go to the bottom of the barrel here, the, the lowest of the low. People uh, cannot take personal responsibility over their lives. This is an opportunity. They're bored because they haven't worked for a while. Uh, I mean, if you don't have a job, yeah, why not go riot? Why not? It's easier. The situation that we're living in now with the virus has uh, it's led up to this pretty well. You're unemployed. You've got time on your hands. You haven't been able to go to a party for a while. Oh, well, look at this. Look, it's time to get attention and scream and cry and demand that the government – they're giving the government more power. I mean this is just they're – they're obeying the government. They're bowing down to the government by, by throwing this fit, saying, oh, you should have done this. You know, we need you to fix this problem. You're going to fix this problem for us, and we're going to burn down everything until you fix the problem for us. Oh, God. So I talked about uh, – yeah, they didn't. I and they, they marched through Beverly Hills, the part of Beverly Hills, uh, from from what I what I can tell. Uh, I'm not in Beverly Hills, as I said. Uh, yeah, and so yeah, there are consequences for the insane decision to send everyone home and encourage mask wearing. Now people are wearing masks, and they're clearly not working, aren't they? I mean, they 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 listen. the 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 government who they worship said, "Don't work." Wear a mask. So this is what you get. I mean, the government talks. So you've got all these people wearing masks now. You don't know. So they feel empowered. You know, if you're wearing a mask, you're hiding yourself. All over the country, all the looters are wearing masks. They're wearing masks. They're following the rules. Hey, they're not, they're, they might not be practicing social distancing, <laughs> but they, they're wearing their masks. They're not spreading the, the spit or anything like that. No, isn't that convenient? And no, they aren't working. They didn't work. They took the advice of the government and didn't work. Be your own boss, people. <laughs> that, that, that's 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 what I got to say. But few people are today. Few few people are. Now I want to go to Atlanta real quick. And this was last night, I believe. There's a, a a guy named Killer Mike. Is he a rapper? I don't know what he is. Now he gave a pretty good speech with the mayor of Atlanta. A female mayor of Atlanta stood there with him, um, in, in the background as he gave a speech. And on his shirt, on Killer Mike, by the way, pound that freaking like button. On Killer Mike's shirt, okay, never mind what he said. It said, kill your masters on the shirt, telling people to kill, to, ki to kill your masters. I mean, that, that's, now, imagine if Trump 
were to have a press conference and he had some uh, a musician with him, let the musician speak. And that musician had a shirt on that said, kill your masters or kill the media or something like that on it. I mean, people would go berserk. But this is, this is, she's the mayor of Atlanta. Oh, God. All right. We were having, uh, the connection uh, cut, cuts off. I, I don't know why the connection is cutting off. I, I, I'm not blaming it on the helicopters going over me or anything like that. But I, I was just saying uh, the mayor of Atlanta, a, a lady, the black lady, can uh, give a uh, give a speech with Killer Mike, who has Kill Your Masters shirt on. And if Trump did it, I mean, if Nancy Pelosi even did that, it would be controversial, okay? I, I, I'm saying right now. I mean, it, I, I'm just putting it in perspective. I think... To, to wear a shirt like this, there are consequences to wearing a shirt like that. Look, my shirt says Bitcoin. Uh, I'm talking about cryptocurrency in my shirt. Okay, I think that's pretty innocent right there. Kill your masters? Again, uh, a, imagine a country music singer had a kill the media shirt on, on with Trump. It, it, you would, or with Nancy Pelosi or, or with a lot of people. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> public... Public, uh, public standard, man. It's uh, it's interesting for certain people. Not the same standard held for everyone, but I'm going to hold everyone to the same standard here. I, I think it was uh, I think it's insane <laughs> that, that the mayor of Atlanta can can get on with, and, and never mind what he said. He gave a pretty good speech. But it, it, the shirt was just like, kill your masters. This is this is who you let speak with you, an elected official. I, I'm putting these I'm not putting these dudes on pedestals. I mean, if a regular dude during a time of uh, a time of controversy, a time when people are looting in the streets. If a guy who owned a business had a, if he was wearing the kill your master shirt, I would say this is insane. Uh, but not, not many people are saying, you know, that, that dude's shirt, how could you, how could you give him that platform mayor of Atlanta when he's wearing that shirt? Just make him take the shirt off at least change the shirt for, for God's sakes. Uh, all right, moving on. One to, so, I mean, cities all across America are burning now. Uh, including 14 blocks away from here. Uh, and I hope I didn't skip anything. So now we're going to pound that like button. We're going to move on to Balaji's tweet here, talking about journalism. Cor corporate journalists perceive themselves as self-appointed police. So you should treat them as such. Default to caution. Record every interaction. Choose to remain silent. Unlike the police they have no democratic accountability, but as a citizen, you can turn the camera around. So uh, you never know when you're going to get in, in interviewed by a media member. Uh, there was some media member that wanted to interview uh, a mainstream media from Vice wanted to interview me once. I think it was from Vice about Bitcoin, and I didn't do it. And some people said that was a good idea. Adam, it was about something controversial with Bitcoin. I forgot what it was because they, the mainstream, you got to. They're going to twist it. They're going to have a story in mind beforehand, okay? A lot of the time, these mainstream media people have a story in time. So they're going to just frame it their way. No matter what you say, they're going to pick out the worst thing you say, the one time you cursed, et cetera, et cetera. So Balaji's got a, a very good point there. Uh, treat, them, uh, treat them as police. Default to caution. Record every action and choose to remain silent. Choose to remain silent. Okay, overall in Italy, and I chose to remain silent. In Italy, Giacomo... Zuko and his wife. There's a, a tweet from them. This is a real. They went to a restaurant. Finally, they had to sit. The law says, even though they're married, even though they sleep in the same bed, they have a child together. They had to sit 1.5 meters apart at a restaurant in Italy. Oh, this uh, this virus. It's a virus act. It's a virus. Uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Virus theater. It is virus theater. Uh, tomorrow when I get on the plane, I'll have to go through uh, TSA theater, virus theater. Oh, who knows? Who knows uh, what fun stuff I, I will have to uh, uh, go through? Oh, I know what I forgot to say. So since today was Shavuot, the Jewish holiday of Shavuot, I went to – my synagogue was open finally yesterday and today. And I really got some insight into how some people think, uh, just how people have been influenced by the media. Some of the guys um, – didn't show up today because some people weren't wearing their mask yesterday. Okay. 
There are some dudes that totally believe what the media says that you're going to die uh, if someone's not wearing their mask. I mean, the, the, the healthy people think that, that they're in danger if someone else isn't wearing their mask. But then there were some people at the at Shoal that were just – they were calling it a scam. Re, re, orthodox religious Jewish men and Adam Meister uh, were saying were, – were pointing out how the media has hyped it up, that they're not scared at all. Some of them said in March they were a little worried about it because they, they – I mean they don't get on the internet as much as I do clearly. Um, but I can understand how in March how – at the peak of hysteria that even some rational dudes might have like wondered like what is going on here but now we're it's almost june um and these dudes they weren't having it anymore but there is a certain type of personality that when when there's an invisible threat especially a disease they're gonna be scared they're gonna be scared for a while um even as things open up so um it's. I was happy on one end to see people saying, you know, this is a joke, but there is going to be a a big part of the population that's going to have a hard time not watching CNN anymore, not living in a panic prison anymore, and just continuing to be scared. So there's going to be some economic turbulence uh, for certain industries. Maybe those people use uh, – uh, I, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's, uh, it's really unfortunate that everyone got into this hysteria and that this whole virus thing had to be presented the way it was um, because it is not as scary as it's not scary. It's not if you're a healthy person, if you're a healthy young person. All right. So I'm, I'm I mean, it, it, it's, it's cool to talk to different different types of people about this. Because I hadn't talked to any uh, Orthodox uh, religious Jewish people on the internet about this yet. And uh, it was good, good, good insight. Good insight I got here. And some of them were talking about their wives uh, <laughs> who weren't scared. Uh, all right. And the rabbi, he said he already had it. The rabbi, already, rabbi's over 70 years old. He already had it. He was cool. He was pretty cool. But he was trying to be respectful. He's trying to be. So, by the way, so I, this is the first time I put a mask on for the people in the shul. Because there were people in the show that did, you know. But I got to tell you, putting that mask on, I mean, I don't know how anyone can run with that thing. I don't know how anyone can run with it. So, but I mean, I'm going to have to wear the mask on the plane tomorrow also because it's the law. It's the law. I mean, um, I don't, they expect people to run with that thing on. I could hardly keep the thing on me for one minute while praying. I, I kept on like taking it off. I kept on like letting it hang or, and you know, breathe. I mean, it's pointless. It's, it's, it's pointless. It's very uncomfortable. If you run with it, you definitely are doing more damage to yourself. I mean, that's not healthy to run with something like that. On. I mean, it's, it's very, very uncomfortable when just, you know, praying. And, and I want to say when I was walking earlier uh, at 7 p.m., it, there was an eerie feeling in the air when you start smelling stuff burning and you see belligerent people walking around, leaving, coming and going. There was definitely an R. I really can't explain it. Usually when I'm outside, it's it's beautiful weather. I started to actually perspire a little bit um, just because there's something. I mean, there was like tension in the air and it's just – I mean, they were belligerent people. They were – you could see right near me a, a trash can had been totally – busted up and bent over and just seeing the Wells Fargo boarded up and people just coming to this neighborhood just to have a riot. It's, it, it's, it's not the Orthodox people who were protesting today. I can tell you that. I mean, they were praying that they were just Shavuot today. It's all the people who chose to come here. They wanted to show the rich people that, you know, this there's bad stuff going on. Okay. Again, you can have a, a peaceful protest, but then stealing from people, Mom and pop stores they were stealing from. And the Grove. They were stealing, but they, both are wrong to do. It's wrong to steal from the Grove. It's wrong to steal from the Kosher Deli. It's, it's wrong to burn them all down. So a Minnesota oh, – what is this here? A oh, SpaceX. SpaceX launched today. Okay, what a contrast. It's like the future, and then you see cavemen in the streets all in the cities around the United States. So you have the pinnacle of – Success and technology, this this rocket, private rocket, taking men into space. And then on the streets of the country, you have people acting like cavemen. It's, like, it's the evolution you, you see going on. Uh, so you can make any claim you want to about a topic, 
as long as you preface it with experts, <laughs> with ex experts say. This was a Jordan Schatzel uh, tweeted that out. Isn't that, it totally works with the 80 percenters. You just preface anything with like, well, experts say it's not a riot. It's a, it's a uh, uprising. Okay, yeah, if the experts say, if the social, um, the social, uh, socialist, <laughs> um, so, 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 sociology experts say that uh, it, it's, uh, it's a peaceful protest. If the experts say it's a peaceful, it's a peaceful protest. Uh, and here, the, the, what's really going on here, Alan uh, F32 says, is expert a term of derision yet? It's, get, it's getting close because the 20 percenters, I mean, the people who produce realize like if you call someone now when people say, well, experts say you better believe that uh, the virus kills 10 percent of the people that they catch it. It's a joke now. Ex experts say these these so-called experts some they're just just deemed experts by their buddies uh and for for some i i hear some people call it expert i'm like oh, that might be an insult now indeed so the with everything that's going on here the political correctness the screaming karens the virus hysteria the riots i mean it makes me think that there's it, it's time for some a form of secession now i mean Maybe states breaking apart, forming new states. Maybe states kind of leaving the United States but still having an agreement with the United States. I don't know. We, we live in a technologically advanced time where we could have loose confederations but still be part of the United States. I, I, I don't know. It, it, it seems like we could have some an evolution of secession, some new type of secession. Someone come up with a, a new form of secession where maybe we can all live in the United States still, but it's not, you know, one, one part here. Now we're not going to have screaming Karens and we're not, we're going to deal with things a little different. And yeah, just, I don't know. Each, all 50 states are supposed to be different experiments, or maybe we just need more states rights that the, 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 some states need to just, Really take it to the next level and say, feds, you're not going to tell us what to do. We don't, other states, we don't care what you're doing. We're doing our own thing. I don't know. I've, I've always been a fan, a fan of secession and, and, and forming, uh, I mean, I, I like the, <laughs> I like forks and I like, I like crypto dividends. I like when you form a new, instead of having a war, you know, just say, okay, we're, we're not, we're not agreeing. Let's just split off. Let's split off in the, now, let's not try to conquer someone to try to make someone do something they don't want to do. Let's just have another alternative out there. Have two alternatives instead of one. Think about it. I mean, secession is a dirty word in the United States, but maybe after all of what we've been through in 2020, maybe we should rethink it or, or just rethink states taking more charge of, of, of their destiny, control of their destiny. So Minnesota officials... So it's, this is old news now because the riots have spread everywhere, but it started in Minneapolis. Okay. And I've been to Minneapolis. I thought I really liked St. Paul. I was in Minneapolis in October of, uh, and St. Paul in October of, of 2015. And I thought St. Paul was beautiful. I thought it was very peaceful. I would never think they would have riots there. Now, Minneapolis was a little bit different, but still, and I never, it's, it's better than Baltimore. I mean, again, it gets free. I'm not talking about weather. I don't know how anyone could leave, live there during the, the cold. Uh, but the Minnesota officials blame white supremacists in Minneapolis for, for what was going on. I, I don't know how you, you can do that, okay? I mean, that's a joke. That, that, that's a Trump blamed Antifa. And I think that's sort of a joke, too. That there might have been Antifa people. That there, surely there were Antifa people all over the place, okay? I'm, I'm sure they, they love to riot. They love to do this type of thing, okay? But, but and to blame white supremacists, I mean, unless they're calling Antifa people white supremacists, okay? So if you're saying white supremacist and you mean Antifa, okay, you got a little bit of a point. But you, everybody saw what's been going on in all these cities. What, what, how long would a, a, a white, an open white supremacist last in these crowds? This is a serious question. In Philadelphia, in, in Los Angeles, in Minneapolis, in Chicago. How, how, how could these people in Minnesota even dare say, because people fall for it. They, they were blaming Russians too. They were blaming your Russian trolls again that, 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 that they were inspiring everything. It's personal response to come to these neighborhoods they don't live in. It's their fault. 
They came and they did it. They're not, I mean, some of them might be Antifa members, but they're not white supremacists. They're not, they're not Russians. <laughs> you read something on social media, you just don't go do it. You just don't do it. Maybe there were some Russian bots tweeting things out. I don't know, but it's not their fault. It's not their fault that they're burning down Fairfax right now. That has nothing to do with white supremacists, supremacism, whatever you want to call it. Okay, you're burning down a Jewish neighborhood. People not from a Jewish neighborhood came to a Jewish neighborhood and start burning it down. What's, I, don't, I don't understand the connection here. No one takes personal responsibility. They want to blame it on blame it on someone else. White my toughless for me. White my since you didn't white my toughless for me, I'm going to burn your neighborhood down. I, I don't know. Uh, this, <laughs> but but it, it's silly. It's silly. Um, so again, the anti antifa people that are actually doing the violence and, and breaking stuff, yeah, it's their fault that the, the damage they did. But they're not doing all the damage. There are plenty of people that just came for the heck of it, and you know they saw an opportunity to steal and, and burn. And uh, use it as an excuse because they're bored. And a lot of people are bored, clearly. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, people believe it. They, even though they see the footage on TV, they, there are plenty of people in this country and around the world that think white supremacists are causing these riots or are, are, are part of the riots. And they're, how is that possible? Show me the Klansmen. Show me the Klansmen. That's walking around doing this, okay? Show me, show me. That's not, that's not. Are they good? No, they're not good people. <laughs> but, but they're not doing this. It's not them. It's people coming from all sorts of different neighborhoods all over the place looking for opportunity. Now, and so they came to a good name. They came, came to a good name. Now, some, some of it is in, they're in bad neighborhoods. People are burning down their own neighborhoods, which is even more insane. It's, that's more, why are you burning down your own neighborhood? You, you can understand the, uh, Okay, I, I want to steal. I'm going to steal from the rich people. I mean, that's wrong, but you can you can you can see the logic there. But why burn down your own neighborhood? So what I'm experiencing right now with these helicopters and the smell uh, are people that have come to this neighborhood to to steal and, and riot and such. And yeah, look 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 at Google Maps. Google Maps all the streets around here: Poinsettia, Formosa, uh, Beverly, and. Uh, Fairfax, and then you see all the Jewish stuff that's all around here. It's a nice neighborhood, and it's not just Jewish people. There's other. It's a nice million dollar house. All the, I mean, it's easy to have a million dollar house in L.A. I mean, in a good neighborhood, and these little teeny houses are million dollars. Uh, you'll actually uh, you'll see a video of me outside soon uh, in this area. But but and you'll see get to see what it's like. Well, if you use Google Maps, you can see what it's like when it's not on fire and stuff. It's 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 ridiculous. It is so odd that they that it's really it's happening here. It's happening in this in Fairfax. I mean, there are there are a lot of good neighborhoods in uh, that are near Beverly Hills that they could have picked. I mean, they picked. There's a there's that park that's at the seventy six hundred park of uh, seventy six hundred block of Beverly. That's where they started. But you could pick up other parks. You could go to uh, what's another neighborhood. Where OJ, uh, where OJ lived, uh, where he uh, committed his atrocity, Brentwood. Brentwood's a nice neighborhood. You, you could have gone there and, and done it. It's, there's lots of nice neighborhoods. West Hollywood, and some of this is happening in West Hollywood. All right, so I don't know. It's it's <laughs> it is a soap opera here. I mean, this is this is the modern day demolition derby soap opera. Waste of time. I mean, people are just watching it. You know, getting their jollies. In a way, when they see stuff burning, oh, I got back at the rich people. I oh, this this is uh, you know, it's uh, this income inequality is so unfair. It's so you know, it, it's right to take away from people. No, it's not right to take away from people. But that's a, it, it, everything's like a TV spectacle now. And the people apparently on TV, they won't even call it a riot. They won't even call it looting. They call them protesters or something. Now it, it might have started out as protest in the street, but you don't start smelling. Uh, a protest from 14 blocks away. Okay, that that that's that was that's a little odd. You know, when you start burning cop cars and you start burning uh, mom and pop stores. Uh, and yeah, I have not watched any of this on TV because I don't have a TV. I hope you don't have a TV either. Pound that like button. I've seen clips here on Twitter and whatever. I've smelled it. I've heard it. I hear it. Uh, now, in health news, it took me. 34 minutes to get to the health part of this. So 
I, I started my 120 hour fast. What at 5 PM today? I stopped eating at 5 PM. Um, I, I'm flying to Baltimore tomorrow. I'm only going to be in Baltimore for over 48 hours. So the entire time I'm in Baltimore, I am not eating at all. And then I'm going to rent a car to go to Asheville. I'm driving a car to Asheville. By the way, I haven't driven a car since December. <laughs> Pound that like button. Uh, <laughs> haven't driven a car since December 12th, I believe. So that this should be fun. I won't drive again until June, uh, June 1st I'll drive. But uh, so yeah, June third, I'm, I'm renting the. Hopefully, Enterprise will provide me the car. So it's it's uh, to, to drive to Asheville is about eight, and then the 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 fast will end at eight p.m. on Thursday. So I'm not eating again until eight p.m. on Thursday. I can have water. It's the second 120 hour fast of my life. It's five days, five days exactly. The last time I did it was a similar thing. I went from L.A. to Philadelphia to Spokane. Because I was, I spoke at an event in Philadelphia in 2018, in August of 2018, and so I decided I'm trying out this five day thing. Because at the five day mark, or a little bit before it, this 72 hour mark is supposed to restart your immune system. Okay, and then some say that it starts fighting cancer, then preventing cancer, fighting cancer. Who knows? But what one? And I forgot the dude's name. The guy that's out of Boston. Um, What's that doctor's name? Anyway, he says five the five day fast. That's when you know, in his theory, you're you're dealing. Now I don't have cancer. Or I don't think I have cancer. That's but but it, it's he says why not once a year do a five day fast? Why not once a year do a five day fast if it if it has a quality where it could stop cancer early, where it could you know kill cells that were cancerous? Why not? Why not? It is how I mean. I know it is healthy. Uh, because again, my my immune system definitely is going to get a refresh uh, because it's way over seventy two hours. Uh, so I choose to be healthy. You can prepare. It's all the people that have diabetes and are fat and are scared of, of getting the virus, and you know they want the government to you know prevent it, lock everybody in their house so that they aren't threatened. No, you can prepare. You can do things like this. Now, some of you say it's extreme what you're doing. And I, yeah, it might be extreme. I'm on the cutting edge of uh, the, the the health stuff, all right? But just eat healthy. Just eat once a day. Fast every once in a while. Do intermittent fasting. Yeah, I, it, you, it's personal responsibility, people. Because there is going to come a time when, when you're involved in unhealthy situations where maybe you could get sick, uh, all right? And you want to be the strongest you can possibly be. And it takes... Long-term thinking. It takes long-term preparation. Uh, like if you're already got diabetes and you're fat and you're a smoker and you just all of a sudden decide to take a 120-hour fast, it, it's not going to fix all your problems. All right, it's not. Gonna, it, it's a great health is not just. There's no magic silver bullet. The people want there to be a magic silver bullet. That's why they're so willing to take a vaccine. That's why they're so willing an untested vaccine. That's why they're so willing to take pills. That's what they, they want. That don't. That's not what life is about. It's about prep. There's nothing, there's nothing easy in life. It always takes a little bit of work. 120 hour fast isn't easy, but done when, when healthy, um, it, maybe it'll make a difference. There, there definitely are some positive qualities to it. So I choose to stay healthy. Keep that in mind. It's a choice. It is, it is definitely a choice. It's very easy uh, to make the, the other choice. And my health tip of the day is one thing that I like to do. I don't drink water. I don't drink uh, less than two hours before I eat. I make sure I get my drinking in of water. I only drink water more than two hours beforehand because you want to be able to fully digest. There's some people that say if you drink right before you eat, you're not able to digest everything properly and that you should maybe up to two hours beforehand even. So I, I don't – I drink water. And I make sure I don't eat until at least two hours afterwards. All right. Uh, before all this rioting started, I had this down in my notes. Well, first of all, let me uh, let me go see if there are questions. Do you at least take some salt and electrolytes? No, I do not. Pure water. And I and I go running during the fast. I will go running. I, I'm going to go running tomorrow morning. Uh, and and so that might be a little dangerous. The running. Uh, I, I'm not going to advise people to do that. Running tomorrow morning is fine. Now, uh, 
I'm going to run Tuesday morning also. And so what's that's going to be around 72 hours into it. Uh, well, less than 72 hours. And I'm going to run Thursday morning. Now, there, there are only going to be very little runs. Those are only going to be like a mile each, okay? I'm not going to overdo it or anything like that. Um, throughout, I'll be doing little teeny workouts. You And I've done this before. I've done this before. So I, I'm going to know how to do it right, you know, not kill yourself and everything. But I don't want anybody – I don't want to say that's recommended. And perhaps – who knows? I'll, I'll investigate it. At, but – and so one thing I did, everybody knows I do my uh, – usually on Sundays, I do my uh, – interval training, my sprints. And so instead I did it Friday. I did interval training on Friday. Instead, I, I'm not going to do it tomorrow at the start of the fast. That's, that's not a good idea to do. And anyway, I got to leave early. I mean, I got to get, take the bus to the, uh, to the shuttle, to the airport, got to plan all these things in advance. But yes, I do get my interval training no matter what, even when you get a big long. And so once the fast is over, that's Thursday, I'll eat. It'll be great to eat Thursday night. Then Friday and Saturday, I'll have longer runs. I'll have longer runs on Friday and Saturday. So I'll get my 20, I'll get my 20 miles in from Sunday to Saturday still. I always get 20 miles in during a week. Always get my 20 miles in during a week. Always have get my interval tra- 52 interval trainings in during a year. So that's one per week. Sprints, baby. 15 sprints as hard as you can do. 70 yards. All right. We got uh, – we got, okay, we got all sorts of people. JC, Kiwi, Bloke, all over the world. Derp, de-derp. How can you go so long without food? It's pretty easy, dude. It's not that hard. You, just, you try it out. Um, I mean, every day I go at least 22 hours without food. It's it's just you got to be disciplined. Long-term thinking, baby. Discipline. Discipline with your money. Discipline with your – that's the thing. If you're disciplined with your eating, it's very easy to be disciplined with your Bitcoin, disciplined with your money, disciplined with everything. It's, it's easy to structure your life. I mean, it's – when you have discipline over yourself, I mean, that's freedom. Free, self-discipline is freedom. I've said that before. Pound the freaking like button. All right. What do you got here? Let's move on to the uh, topics at hand. My notes section. I lost it here. All right. Good Good questions, though. Now, keep on asking. Well, don't keep on. I mean, we're 42 minutes here. How long can this darn thing go? I mean, I got to get. Okay. So what I was about to say is the, the topic I'm about to talk about, I did this. Oh, the helicopter stopped. I guess it's over. Or there's no helicopter up there anymore. Uh, landlord classicide, the mass killings of landlords in China from 1947 to 51. And so I linked to the uh, land reforms of, of China. They, they just started killing landlords. I, I know about this before. And the reason I thought about it is, and this was before the riots even started, just so much envy of, land, of the landlord class. Everyone doesn't want to pay their landlord. They think their landlord's so rich. I mean, it could easily, I mean, it's a slippery slope, right? Everybody hates the landlords, apparently. It's cool to hate the landlords. You, what do you end up with when everybody when you scapegoat like that? You end up with what they had in China, 47 to 1951, mass killing of landlords, classicide, killing a class of people. Uh, and so that's horrifying. That is horrifying. And I'm standing up for the landlords. They're just doing their bit that it's a job. And they, if there were no landlords who, what, you, you rent from the government? You want to live in a government? <laughs> you should check that out, okay? You want the, the, trust me, the government doesn't do a good job with anything. I think everyone's seen that now, right? So landlords are the big villains. No, landlords take a huge risk and they pay all sorts of ridiculous fees now. Uh, and I don't know why anyone would want to be a landlord. I've advised many times on the show, it's not worth it anymore in an inner city. Look what just happened. You can have your property burnt down. <laughs> all right. Letter talking about the horrors of the shutdown from doctors. That is uh, linked to below some big letter going on around signed by 400 doctors talking about that the uh, the cure is worse than the disease. The shutdown is worse than the virus. It's not getting a lot of media attention because the mainstream media wants to keep everybody scared and they're getting great ratings, but it's linked to below. Innovation in Silicon Valley is all about taking risks. And I, I love the risk takers in business. I really give them mad props. And this person said, it's linked to Blinken. He was quoting someone else though. A big difference between Silicon Valley 
and Wall Street is that Silicon Valley actually encourages failure. The idea is that if no one is failing, then the pace of innovation is not being pushed fast enough. This is a mindset throughout the technology industry. Pound that like button. No one is too big to fail, okay? Failing is encouraged. Try something new. Try something radical. Don't be scared of failing. Now, it might suck. Yeah, you might lose some money or your uh, your venture capitalist uh, money. But, hey, that is the difference between Silicon Valley and, and Wall Street. Uh, it seems like on Wall Street, they, they like these bailouts and stuff. No one fails on Wall Street, right? Now, there's not enough risk. And you know there might be uh, Wall Street is very much influ influenced by the uh, regulatory capture and stuff. The, the regulation, they, some of them really get off on that regulation. And when the more the government, the government interferes in Wall Street more. So of course they they're scared of a failure more, uh, and want backstops more. When you have a backstop with the government, Silicon Valley isn't backstopped by the government. So perhaps that's a that leads to that uh, that mentality more. That uh, failure, if you're not having many failures in Silicon Valley, that means you, you're not at an innovative point in, in history. So good, inter interesting uh, way of thinking. And this is something I also had written before all this riot started, what I'm about to read you here. Um, that, again, I'm, I'm leaving L.A. I do not know when I'm going to be back in L.A. again. Um, but during normal times, this neighborhood of La Brea, south of Santa Monica Boulevard, which I guess you could even consider part of the Fairfax neighborhood that's being burnt right now. Um, it is the best freaking neighborhood in LA. Uh, this, so many Chabad uh, guys live around La Brea and there's Chabad synagogues. And it's an interesting, you know, to walk on La Brea and to see the, the black hat Chassids walking around. And then you could see the Hollywood sign at, at the correct angle. At first it's a little, it's, it's odd. It's, it's quite odd. Um, but it's awesome, man. It's and it's we're near West Hollywood too, so there's all sorts there's all sorts of stuff that gets mixed up around here when everybody is working, and it's beautiful to run down La Brea to Wilshire, and it's beautiful to see these fancy coffee places and these uh, these designer. I mean, I wouldn't go buy designer shirts and designer jeans, but there's just it's awesome. It's L.A., man. It is L.A., and unfortunately, lots of L.A. has been turned off uh, because of the government has picked and choose winners and. Had said, well, this gallery has to be closed or this has to be closed and people have to wear masks. This neighborhood, La Brea, whatever you want to call it, Fairfax, it is my favorite neighborhood. It is, I, I walk around here. People say hi to me. <laughs> it's weird. you know. It's, in Tel Aviv, the same thing happens. You, you stay in a place long enough, people recognize you and say, and say hi to you. It's, it's nice. So I'm, I'm, I'm attached a little bit and I will uh, miss the good people here at the shul and uh, – it's unfortunate. I, I never would have guessed there would have been a riot and that some of the places they shop at might be burnt down. That's that's really unfortunate. And that some of the synagogues they go to might be vandalized. Again, one band is vandalized on the other side of Fairfax. It's linked to below. You can see people, the Black Lives Matter or whoever thought it was a cool idea to uh, write stuff about Israel on, on a uh, synagogue. I don't know. That's, that's everything. But no, I love this neighborhood. And during normal times, it's it's a sight to behold. And I just hope normal times are back soon. Uh, and I do want to say that even though there are a lot of Americans that are clearly following the herd and, and clearly uh, just being mindless right now and clearly scared when the media tells them to be scared, there is a substantial amount of Americans who question authority like no others, okay? Like no other country. There's so many in all these other countries uh, the Second Amendment type of people, okay? You don't have that in other countries, not many of them. The Second Amendment type of Americans that question that, uh, like, well, wait a second, this is against the Constitution. You're taking away my freedom. Look what I have to back me up and look what I can walk around with and to do it peacefully, not to have to throw a fit about it, but you can have a protest and not turn. People were having protests at government, at government uh, offices in Michigan, and in California, and they were calling those people terrorists, okay? They were having peaceful protests. And now uh, people are having violent protests and they refuse to call them rioters. It, it's, it's unbelievable. But going back to the people who had the, the uh, Americans question authority, okay? Like no other country. There's In New Zealand, they took it. They, they did everything. I mean, uh, the, the, the police are allowed to raid their houses now or something like that. In all the other countries, you didn't have uh, people questioning the virus 
like they are in America. Okay. It started in America and there's just a spirit among certain people, not among every, everybody. Clearly there's a, a huge bootlicking contingent of Americans and all these screaming Karens, but no matter what, there are these second amendment types that do question authority and don't let the, don't let things get too tyrannical around here. And by the way, dudes, those type of people, and I'm, I'm one of them, I guess. Uh, Why well, question? Yeah, I am one of them. Not, I, one of them, I guess when I said, I guess I was thinking about the second amendment thing. I don't possess one of those uh, what the second amendment people own one of those. Uh, I don't know if I can even say what that is. Uh, that something you can't even own in Europe. Right. And, and so, uh, right now we know that there's going to be a vaccine uh, for a probably they're going to come up with some rushed vaccine for the coronavirus. And people right now should refuse say right now, I'm not taking that thing. I'm one of them. Put it out there right now. So mandatory. So then no one even thinks of making it a mandatory law that everyone has to take a vaccine for something that isn't very serious for most people uh, because there is no normal. Let them know that there is no normal. So I'm saying it loud and clear. I never take the flu shot and I'm not going to take something like this either because I never take I'm healthy. I make to, I choose to maintain my own health the way I maintain my own health. So start saying it right now on your social media. You're not taking the vaccine. Let there be major resistance and it'll be easier. Now, someone came up with the term COVID Sharia. <laughs> it, it's true. There is COVID Sharia law here. You must wear the mask. You must have plastic dividers at bars. You can't have dancing at bars. This is part of COVID Sharia law. <laughs> and, and some states, uh, it's, it's ridiculous, but people are eating it up. Like, yeah, it makes sense. We shouldn't be able to party at bars anymore. It's part of COVID Sharia law. Fight it, dudes. Fight it. Speak against it. It's so ridiculous. So in Los Angeles ha has talked about opening schools. Here's a quote. One-way hallways, students lunch at their desk, children could get one ball to play with alone. All right. So it sounds like a jail. They're, they're planning public schools to be a jail. And someone says that LA County parents are now Googling how I can begin to homeschool my child. Now, if, if schools end up ending up like jails like this with the social distancing and you can only play with one ball and you can only walk in one direction and you have to follow all these ridiculous rules. Uh, I think we'll see some attendance go down and some teachers and bureaucrats might get fired and that bureaucracy might get a little bit smaller. Uh, but uh, so it makes me doubt that they'll go through with it because I just don't see how a substantial amount of people will not allow their children. Would you let your children go to something like that? Even if it's free, that's horrifying. That's horrifying that people would send their children to, to what's described here with the one-way hallways, student lunch at their day. I mean, no socializing for kids, basically. It, it sounds disgusting and sickening. There are plenty of people that just treat it as a daycare center anyway and don't care about their kids and would love to drop them out off. So young people are missing out on their graduations and other activities um, that all of us got to have. Uh, and some are probably going to be bitter and want revenge. And uh, I, I, I don't advise them to take revenge at all. I mean, some of them might be the people that are just burning stuff down right now. It's no excuse to burn something down, but... When you're a kid, it's, kids are emotional and uh, they're not mature. And if you were just a 17-year-old that got your senior year ripped off from you, it's, it's, it stinks. It really stinks. And they're going to remember who did – some of them are going to remember who did this to them. The, the internet will show. The internet is forever. That They'll say, well, wait a second. This, this virus wasn't even this serious. Who were the people that were saying it was so serious? I don't know. I don't, I don't encourage they, what I do encourage is that if they're angry at people for taking away their senior year, then they should boycott. They should not want to work for these people ever. They should not want to work in these industries. They not, they should not want to work for the government. How about that right there? Because, uh, the government shut down their schools. If you, if, well, all sorts. So a revenge right there would be like finding out ways of, uh, getting the Bitcoin. That would be a great way. Here's a college counselor video. He says, don't go to college in 2020. I linked to it below. He says, it's not worth it. It's that if you, if you have to do college from your parents' house and they charge you $50,000 or $30,000, it's not worth it. 
at all. You watch the video. He's a college counselor being honest about the whole thing. So that's that's good to see. Good to see someone honest out there. China and YouTube here. This guy says, YouTube has deleted every comment I ever made about Wu Mao, an internet propaganda division of the Chinese Communist Party, who at Google decided to censor American comments on American videos hosted in America by American platforms that is already banned in China. This appears to be a new global, global policy of YouTube, not directed at me personally. Try saying anything negative about the, whatever that thing is called, Wumo, the propaganda division of the Chinese government, uh, or even mentioning them at all, your comment will last about 30 seconds and get deleted without warning or notice. CCP censored style. Mm. So yeah, Google, YouTube has chosen. There was, there was an article about this, not just this tweet, that uh, they're scared. <laughs> they're, they're subservient to the Chinese government on a certain level. They won't let people in the comments section talk about badly about this uh, propaganda. So it is amazing that they have a uh, algorithm that can identify this stuff right away and erase it. Um, but I'm glad this guy is calling uh, YouTube out. And for all you people that say, well, you should be on BitChute, I am on BitChute also. And I am on my podcast, of course, sportsmeister.com. You can listen to it uh, thanks to Spotify and Anchor. Doug Casey once brought up the term, a comfortable dystopia. I linked to that article below. And originally he was talking about the social credit score in China, but he very well could uh, be talking about the uh, coronavirus vaccine card and people willing to are willing to accept this uh, comfortable dystopia that we're living through right now. Uh, yeah, the government will pay me not to work. And then I will take this uh, vaccine and we'll all be safe. But right now, Things are falling apart, and I have to be scared of the virus, but I'm comfortable. I get to smoke my weed. So he did come up with that comfortable dystopia talking about the social credit score, but it, it seems more applicable to uh, what's going on today. So Doug Casey, you were a little ahead of your time. I linked to that article below. Here is, again, a quote that I was going to share with you before all this rioting started. At some point the media has got to stop reporting of events of people gathering in public places as if it's a novel, as if it is novel slash wrong thing. America is reopening. Roll with it or stay with your fear in your fear hole. It's just that simple. So yeah, this guy made a great point. Like, and I brought it up beforehand. There's gotta be a point when the media just uh, stops, uh, saying gathering of people in public places is novel. Look what look what made them uh, say it wasn't novel anymore. <laughs> Once people started rioting, they decided to change their mind. Like, okay, beforehand, when people were doing peaceful protests against the virus sh shutdown, it was the wrong thing to do, to gather in groups. It was wrong. Now it's right. Now you have a protest in the streets, you overturn cans, you burn things down, you invade a neighborhood. It's now gatherings. We can talk about it. Gatherings are, are normal now. Well, at least gatherings are. So the next, so if there's a peaceful protest against the shutdown, now the shutdowns are going away now too. I think probably a lot of leaders are seeing these riots and are like, uh, well, we don't want a bunch of bored people anymore. And some of the people that were peacefully protesting our government overreach might be inspired to do riots like these people did. So, I mean, you are, I mean, here in California, barbershops open, things are, things are opening up again. So uh, I, I think that the media might not guilt people as much uh, for the lack of social distancing anymore because they fear that some of the more peaceful people will now become violent, which again, I do not encourage anyone doing, uh, but I do encourage people being defiant as I have as I have been very, very defiant on the streets of LA, uh, running without the mask, walking without the ma not, no mask until shul. Oh, that thing is uncomfortable, dude. All right. So yeah, fitting in is overrated. Be a unique beast. Uh, virus hysteria, mass movement. Think like this. Uh, this is a tweet from Jordan Sather. He says, wear the mask, believe the propaganda, conform, obey. Yeah, I think a lot of people in the comfortable dystopia have that uh, attitude. Wear the mask, believe the propaganda, conform, obey. That's not what goes on with me. 
I'm a unique beast fitting in is overrated. Defiance over compliance. I'll take that freaking mask off on that south. If it starts getting comfortable on that southwest plane, I'll take that darn thing off. No one, no, who's gonna who's gonna complain? My neighbor? It's it's such a joke. It's such a joke to wear that on a plane. <laughs> it should be interesting at LAX tomorrow. It should be an interesting experience. Uh, and it is amazing that the, that some people want they in order for their they they think they win because they live through other people. They live vicariously through politicians. Politics politics is such a dirty game that these people want the economy to not recover or the economy uh, recovery to de be delayed and for things to be doom and gloom for as long as possible so their candidate can win. I mean, that's, that's, that's just amazing how sick in the head people are, how they live vicariously through these, how they pedestal these politicians, how it's so important for them to, to see uh, President Trump, not president, I guess, uh, that they yeah, let, let, let people suffer. They don't understand what economic a lack of an economic recovery means in, in terms of how bad the economy is right now, that people are killing themselves, that people are more prone to do insane things like burn stuff down. People are getting sick. People are drinking, abusing others. But for them, it's all about the victory of their king, whoever they're, that makes them feel, that gives them their self-worth, that some, that their team won an election. They're willing to sacrifice everything. Dude, you don't sac, don't sacrifice for some mass movement. It's about being an individual. Take care of your, but that's the thing. People don't want to take care of their, their darn selves. Personal responsibility is the new counterculture. Individualism is the accomplishment, people. Don't be a collectivist. You end up sick in the head like those people. So finally, talking about sick in the head people, the costly failure to update scale, sky is falling predictions. This is an article and someone in the comment section said, Sadly, I'm convinced that most of what you have described is due to the fact that this is an election year and the occupant of the White House is not only a Republican, but Donald Trump. If Obama was still in the White House, the majority of media would be trumpeting the good news from every street corner. So, yeah, there's still people latched on to the sky is falling predictions for political reasons. They knew they weren't true. After a while, it was just a tool in their arsenal to live vicariously through the president of the United States so their team could win. Because guess what? These people, when their team wins, they're still going to be unproductive, lazy people who live through other, other people. They're still going to not produce anything. They're still going to be 80 percenters, okay? And even without Trump as president, the productive people are still going to be productive. They're still going to be individuals. If you're an individual, if you control your own destiny, if you understand that personal responsibility is a new counterculture, it doesn't matter who, who the president is. You can leave the country. You can leave the state. You can do whatever. You don't you don't live vicariously through others when you're an individual. So, But it, it is unfortunate that there are so many people in the media that uh, it, it's such a priority for them to have their team win that they're willing to scare people so much, so much that the, 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 the whole world gets shut down. It's amazing. But question authority, people. Question when you hear expert, you you wonder who who deems them an expert. CNN. All right. One last thing. Let me just check the questions real quick. Okay, we got Barry. We got Jeff. Say say no to the roll up. Yeah, don't say no to the virus. He's saying vaccine. No way. Good. Say it loud and proud, dude. Say it loud and start saying it now. Now there's a chance they're not going to, there's never been a successful coronavirus vaccine. There's all sorts of different uh, coronaviruses out there. They've never come up with a, a successful one for humans, which makes you wonder if they actually come up with one in such a short period of time, can you trust it? And again, it's it's your business if you don't trust it or you do, you shouldn't be forced to take something. You, you're not forced to take a flu vaccine. Okay. I never take, and it, it, this is not being an anti-vaxxer. There, I'm not an anti-vaxxer at all. I'm not an, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm a guy who, like, if I don't need something, I'm not going to take – I don't need a flu vaccine. You don't need a flu vaccine, all right? They don't work. Sometimes they're, they're more dangerous than the flu itself. People get more sick from the flu vaccine than they do from the flu. Uh, if there was something that was serious – I've taken um, – I took the – Yellow fever vaccine because I I wanted to be able to travel to countries where you needed the to get 
you know, I was a little younger when I got the yellow fever. I, I got the hepatitis A vaccine because I don't want to get he hepatitis A. Uh, and again, these are things I, I chose as, as an adult. I think an adult taking a vaccine, the well-established vaccines, there's you're, you're not going to really have major side effects. But from an untested one, yeah, it, you don't know what the heck's going to happen. And when you're a young person taking a vaccine, that's that's a that's a whole other uh, question, you know, right there. But no, I, I'm I'm no anti-vaxxer. I'm just a person who manages his own health. I don't just say that I just don't blindly follow what's cool to do in the media and the government. Everyone must take this. Let's let's work hard to make this thing mandatory. No way. No way. I'm 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 shouting it loud and and proud right now that voices should speak up right now. This is not going to be mandatory. It's totally ridiculous. Manage your own health. Do your own fast. Be your own boss. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video. Pound that like button. You'll get some interesting videos in the next few days, some interesting scenes. Baltimore, North Carolina. Oh, I'm about to be in motion. See you guys later. Thanks a lot. Pound it.